everyone, and welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. Welcome to the 2021 season. Well, all exciting. Hopefully we'll have some fans in the stands this year. There's a bunch of new uh, rules coming out from the NCAA and some conference realignment talk coming. Uh, it's going to be an exciting year. It's already exciting. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm really excited because you know what today is? Today, as we're recording this, is the 28th, 28th of July, Woj. You know what our first day of college football is? It's the 28th of August, so we are one month away, but we're already getting all this action. My phone is blowing up with this conference realignment stuff. It That's all I get from my phone. Hey, look at Texas. Look at Oklahoma. What the hell is going on with that? Yeah, so it's exciting uh, news here, kind of. I guess depends on how you look at it, but for the SEC... They're looking to add a couple extra teams here to make their own super conference, which would be a 16-team conference. Uh, there's a lot of talks of Oklahoma and Texas because as of Tuesday, this last Tuesday, uh, they informed the Big Ten they won't renew their grant of rights for the agreement to be in the league, um, and that expires in 2025. Uh, does that mean they have to be there until 2025? No, they would just have to strike some sort of financial deal with the rest of the eight remaining teams if they wanted to leave a little earlier, Wall. But what do you think about that? Texas, Oklahoma to the SEC? I don't like it, Woj. I mean, I'm a Texas fan. I, I don't like the fact that we're trying to make one conference for college football right now because that's, like you said, it's going to be a, a super conference, right, with 16 teams. That's what they're trying to do. I don't like that that's happening, but I have no control over it. It will be exciting to get Texas back playing Texas A&M every year. Oh, my goodness. There's going to be some parties at my house, but – you know, the, what the SEC is doing, I really don't like it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I heard Texas A&M was not a fan of that idea of having two teams in Texas in the SEC either. So that was uh, that was surprising to see. But what does that leave for the Big Ten, Big 12 then? Because uh, they're already kind of been in shambles. They uh, got nixed on their renewal to uh, extend their current contract uh, by the NCAA. And now with two of their powerhouse teams gone, what would that leave them? in negotiation talks with the NCAA. So it's not a good situation there. They're going to have to kind of scramble to get people into the Big 12 if they want to keep the Big 12 rolling. Uh, teams like Houston and SMU possibilities, uh, but they're going to have to do this quick because other conferences are looking to prey on the week here, and they're looking <laughs> to take some take some action out of the Big 12 themselves. They are, yeah. Well, I read this tweet the other day. You know, we're all over Twitter. Hey, follow us, College Football Rundown, WWCFB is our Twitter handle. But I read this tweet the other day. It was about how – you know, Big 12 now, they're going to have to start poaching the AAC people, but the American Athletic Conference, obviously. But what the tweet said, and I wish I could remember the lady's name that tweeted it, but she said, you know what? The Big 12 doesn't have to worry about that. They have to worry about the AAC poaching the Big 12 teams because, I mean, there's going to be nothing left in that Big 12. They're basically going to be one of those group of six teams. Now, group of seven, I guess. I mean, just put it by the way of the rights of the league. I mean, the Big 12 is struggling. The AAC has a contract through 2036, I believe, uh, which is good for them. I mean, they're, they're a healthy program now, actually, ever since the, the kind of collapse of the Big East back, what, 10 years ago now? So, I mean, they're doing pretty well. They got a good guy in the, in the helm there as commissioner, too. So we'll see. I mean, that, that might actually happen where uh, a couple of the Big 12 teams go to the ACC or AAC and then maybe some of them to the Big 10. Uh, but we'll see. But let's talk about the Big Ten wall. Uh, where, where does this leave them? What should they do? Should they expand? Should they not expand? What, what are their ideas? There's a lot of people out there thinking about it. Uh, in my person, personal opinion, I think they should expand and they should match the SEC and whatever they're going to do. If it's going to be 16 teams, it's 16 teams. If it's 20, it's 20. But the Big Ten's picky wall. 
uh, and not picky in an athletic sense. They're picky in an academic sense. They only take teams that are in the Association of American University, uh, and there's 64 universities part of that at the moment. Every team in the Big Ten, except Nebraska currently, is a member of that. Nebraska, when they were brought into the Big Ten, they were a member of it, but they got kicked out due to a lack of an on-campus medical school. But just some of the schools that are in that organization and, and would be easy prey for the Big Ten would be Iowa State and Kansas. Uh, both of them are in the association. Both of them are close to the Big Ten. They could make that 16 team and match the SEC 16 team that they're going to have. So that would be a good idea for them, I think, in my mind. I don't know. what I think the number of teams in the conference is not, you know, the, the greatest importance. Yeah, you don't want to have six teams and the SEC has 16, but the number of teams is not that great. You need some top performers. You know, the, the Big Ten, they have three or four top performers in the nation right now, which is great for them. You know, the SEC, you could argue they have maybe six of the top performers. So we're pretty close. Now, the SEC is going to be getting Texas and Oklahoma. They're adding another two top performers. The Big Ten needs to get some talented teams in there to remain competitive, to have an argument for being in that playoff at the end of the year. So, yeah, numbers are important. Don't get me wrong. But I think the talent in the league is much more important than the actual number of teams in it. And we all know Iowa State isn't that kind of talent. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to go get some mouthwash and mouth, wipe my mouth clean when I'm done with this. But Iowa State's going to have a good team this year, Woj. I mean, oh. they're going to have a good team this year. In the future, yeah, you know, they're generally not the best team. But this year, they might have a good team. But, yeah, i got to get the mouthwash and clean my mouth now. I'm going to have to get a sound cut for that because I'm going to need that every time I pick an Iowa State player for my daily fantasy throughout the year that I can just play that when you, when you give me shit on <laughs> Iowa State. But. Um, there are some other rumors out there was, is following the SEC. I'm trying to get more teams to make a 20-team league. Uh, apparently, people have talked about them in contact. Again, this is all rumors, but they've been in contact with Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, and Florida State. I find it really hard to believe that any four of those teams would leave their current conferences. Clemson and Florida State are in a good situation on their own, and Ohio State and Michigan I guess Michigan's not in that great a state because they're not that good. But Ohio State, for instance, is in a perfect position to win the Big Ten every single year. So I don't see them ever leaving. Their conferences are, are, have good money deals and TV deals already. So I just find those to be far-fetched rumors in my in my eyes. Yeah, it could happen, Woj. And the problem is, I mean, this SEC Super League could force it to happen by, you know, they have Oklahoma, Texas now. It, we'll call that a done deal. Even though it's not, things could fall through. They could just be using this as a bargaining port point to get more money from the Big 12. But we'll say that just as automatic now. Hey, they go out and get Clemson and Florida State. That ACC, you know, that's it's a conference we kind of diss on every year. So Clemson and Florida State might have a reason to move. You know, financially, I don't know. They got that big ACC network deal. So this all comes down to finances as it is. But once that Florida State Clemson goes over there along with Oklahoma, Texas, you're kind of forcing the hands of teams that want to be in the national championship picture because it's going to be really hard to be a team outside of the, you know, that super conference and get into a four-team playoff if that's how it stands. But I will say it would, I think, take one of the other two teams moving. I think if Ohio State stays, Michigan stays, Penn State stays, if all those teams stays and none of them moves, I think Big Ten is still pretty solid. But the second you get one of those teams jumping ship, I don't know, it kind of forces their hand. And it worries me a little. And like I said, it all comes down to money. And these teams are trying to get money. But, whoa, do you know one thing that might be the equalizer this year? 
they're they're going to pay athletes money, right? The athletes are going to be getting money, not just the schools and these white collars and some office somewhere you never see. Big news, Wall. As of July 1st of this year, college athletes get paid for their social media accounts, broker endorsement deals, autograph signings, and other financial opportunities and can use an agent or representative to do so. What does that mean? That means athletes can get paid for their names, images, and likenesses. What we've been asking for, or what the college the college scene has been asking for for some time now. Um, and it's there's already people doing it, Wall. I mean, Bo Nix, for instance, the Auburn quarterback, announced an endorsement deal with Milo's Sweet Tea. I've never had Milo's Sweet Tea, <laughs> but, but it's still an endorsement deal nonetheless. Uh, you got Trey Knox, the Arkansas wide receiver, and I talked about him last year. He was a pretty good performer in DraftKings for me. Uh, signed a deal with PetSmart, uh, which is a pretty big signing for him. Mackenzie Milton, and this is a little, we'll talk about transfer portal stuff next week while on our episode, but this is a little uh, little teaser here. He is now at Florida State from uh, UCF, which is probably one of the bigger moves in the transfer portal this year. But him and Derek King, the Miami quarterback, Signed a deal with College Hunks hauling junk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's what I had, nerd. (laughs) Um, And a couple other outside of basketball or outside of football wall, we got Iowa basketball player Jordan Bohemian or Bohannon. Is that how you say it? Bohannon, I believe. Bohannon, Bohannon, yeah. Jordan Bohannon, he just made an apparel line called J30. Uh, has an autograph signing scheduled at the Iowa City Fireworks Shop. I mean, just fun things (laughs) like this the kids can do. Uh, and then probably what they're they're assuming is going to be the highest paid college athlete this year isn't a football player, isn't a softball player, isn't a basketball player, isn't it's an LSU gymnast named Olivia Dunn who launched a billboard in Times Square. She's so big. She's got 3.9 million followers on TikTok and 1.1 on Instagram, uh, and she is expected at the end of the year to be one of the highest earning college athletes. Hey, I love to hear that, Woj. I love to hear that, you know, because a lot of times you know, people complain that college football gets all the money, you know, which they do. NCAA basketball gets a lot of the money, too, from their tournament revenue. But see, seeing something like that is great. You know, somebody go out there and she probably did that all on her own. And now she's making money off of it. I, I love to see something like that. But what really gets me are some of these, you know, they have funnier deals. Like you, you were just telling me about that. College hunks hauling junk, which I mean, I'm, I'm gonna look at that later. That's hilarious. But I heard this, uh, I saw it on Twitter again. I, I think we retweeted it. If you guys want to check out our Twitter account, you can check it out. But Arkansas offensive line, Wright's Barbecue House sponsored the entire offensive line because obviously they're a barbecue house and you know, those boys eat. That's what the Arkansas <laughs> offensive line does, is they eat, you know, they eat and they play football. So I found that one to be hilarious. There's a bunch of other ones, too. You were mentioning Bo Nix. I remember seeing that that sweet tea. I remember people in Georgia were just taking that sweet tea out of their fridge, and they were dumping it because Bo Nix is now the <laughs> spokesperson for them. So there's a lot of fun stuff coming from this. But more importantly, the athletes are getting money. Regardless of which side you were on, it's, it's over. It's done with. Now they can get money. It is going to bring in a lot of questions, though, Woj. They kind of really... You know, they went from zero to 60 in no time at all. And there's a lot of things I think people haven't thought about. One good thing I do think, though, is now that you have these athletes that are able to make money, you might have some people deciding, hey, I'm not going to go to, you know, Alabama because they have all these top players already that are going to be getting sponsor deals. Maybe I'll go somewhere like, you know, out to the Pac-12 to an Arizona State. Well, they got their own problems this year with their 
violations. But maybe I'll go to the Pac-12 and do a you know a team like Washington, you know, instead of Alabama, because out there in Washington, I'm going to be the top guy. I'm going to be able to make a lot more money because I'm going to get better sponsorship deals. So in my thinking, that's one way this is really going to benefit college football. Yeah, I get that. Uh, you could go the other way with that too and saying, hey, big market areas are going to have a better chance of recruiting bigger market players because they're going to be able to expand and do things in that market, New York areas, Penn State, for instance, possibly. I mean, a lot of it has to come down with the school too. We heard all the all the issues that Penn State's had in the years or other schools like BYU has had issues in the past. I mean, you're going to talk, have to think about that when you're joining these schools even more too if you're going to try to self-promote yourself because now you're going to label a school on top of that. So you're going to have to add that into your to your marketing scheme, I guess, for these kids and the agents that they'll have. So it's just going to be different with agents in the game with college football. Yeah, yeah, that'll be real different. And then you got to remember these agents, like what limits do they have in the NFL? I mean, it, it's going to get tricky. I just think they went from zero to 60 real fast, and there's going to be some things that sneak up, and they're just not, you know, they didn't take the time to look into it and see what's going to sneak up, and it's going to, Hit, but we'll see. You know, it's exciting. It makes it more exciting, I think. I think the most exciting thing out of all of this wall is EA Sports announced they're bringing back NCAA football. Oh, Woj. I saw that come Again, I saw it on Twitter. I saw that notice come through. Oh, man, I sent it to every single one of my friends. I let them know. Turns out we have to wait a couple of years for it, Woj. But I don't care. I got a calendar started. I don't know what the exact date is, but it's counting down to some date. Because when that comes out, I'm going to go buy five copies. You know why I'm going to buy five copies? Why? Because uh, I'm going to play one. So you could have figured out why I was going to buy one of those five. The other four, I'm going to send them to my friends to make sure that they play that game with me. That's why, Woj. I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right. So that's it for this week as far as content, Wall. We're going to – I kind of already gave you a teaser into what we're going to talk about next week with a lot of the transfer portals, the top-tier players, where they're going. Uh, I mentioned Mackenzie Milton, who – is the was the quarterback at UCF and a good quarterback at that. Uh, he got he transferred to Florida State now and he's going to be playing with a better I would say a better squad overall. Florida State's been a team up and coming, so uh, that's a big move. But there are a lot of I'd say he's probably the third probably best transfer portal. So we got still a couple big bombers above him. Uh, but we'll talk about more of that next week. You know, throughout the season we'll still do the Wojen Wall Pick'em. Uh, I'll do some, you know, live streams on Twitch again with a lot of the daily fantasy stuff that we cover during our episodes. Wall, anything you got else you can see coming for this year? Well, I know that a lot of people might be new to listening to us too, Woj, and I, I think that that transfer portal episode we're going to do next year, next week is going to be really important. If for those of you that don't know, Woj does a lot of the DraftKings stuff for us. That's where he makes his money. I'm kind of on the other side of that. I'm I make my living. You know, I eat my food based on sports gambling. DraftKings, FanDuel, hey man, if you're putting money on college football, you should be listening to us every week. So what we're going to do in the future, Woj, I'm going to do what I do every year. I'm going to tell you who's going to win. I'm going to tell you how you can make money. So that's something you can look forward to. I think in the next week or two, we need to go over some of these you know, over-unders for the teams and how many wins they're going to get in the season. Maybe go over some conference champions. You know, Things like that are definitely going to come up over the next couple weeks. But I also want to remind people about our Twitter because we are putting a lot of stuff up on Twitter, Woj, especially those that are in the DraftKings area or the gambling area. We got a bunch of tidbits up there that could really help you, you know, make your team for DraftKings or maybe help you avoid a bad bet laying seven points on Bama when they're playing Georgia, you know. Uh, just kidding, Woj. You, you lay that never easy. It's Alabama, right? But no, there's a lot of stuff. And 
for those people that are new, you got any questions, just reach out to us. You know, Twitter, email, whatever. We have a website, you know, collegefootballrundown.com. Yeah, uh, in, we enjoy having every, everyone interact with us, especially on uh, the website and sending us tweets and things like that. When I do the the Twitch streams, it's fun talking to all the uh, the different um, the different fans out there, uh, getting their kind of perspective on some of the picks. So uh, it's cool. Excited for the 2021 season. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year for football. Get back to normal here. Um, and I, I hope you all join us for the rest of the year. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. <laughs>